Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Radiant Design Living Show. This is a show about beauty, faith, and abundance, and a new paradigm to experience magic in everyday living. And hello, hello. My name is Deborah Brown, and I would like to welcome you to the show today. And I'm going to start by reading a quote by the Dalai Lama. And it is this. There are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday, and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. And, of course, this is the Radiant Design Living Show, and my co-host, my good friend Donna Bell, is also with me, and we're going to talk about just that, the wonder, the joy, the adventure, the ease, and everything that comes at this time of year and any time you're living the Radiant Design Living way. So welcome, Donna. Hi. It's really good to be here and to welcome everybody when it comes to, you know, just before Christmas. What a great timing to be able to be connected and to celebrate with all of you. And whether you are overjoyed and having ease and glory in your life in regards to your uh, Christmas or whether you're uh, struggling and having to deal with things of the past, we'll be able to start to uh, really share in these different ways that we can keep having it be an energizer in our holiday spirit. So I have a guest today that uh, Deborah and I have agreed that we were going to have our first guest come on and be able to share with us on the show. And uh, someone is very dear to me. She's uh, someone I've been coaching for a while. Her name is Mary Thomas Miller. And um, she's uh, very artistic and a healer. And it's been just fabulous to watch the level of growth that has occurred for her and she'll be able to candidly share what some of these things have been an experience for her. So thank you very much, Mary, for being able to be here. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure to have this opportunity to share the positive changes that have happened in my life going through this experience. And is there anything specific you'd want to, there is the before and after to begin with um, that's on the front of the radio show in the baby boomer section um, in regards to seeing the pictures. And, uh, you know, the before picture of your office and after. That wasn't a very easy journey, was it? Um, No, it wasn't an easy journey. I didn't realize when I was trying to run my business out of the office where things were piled up and stacked up and disorganized, how much time and energy and 
freedom I was really losing in that in those piles. I had no idea how much I was losing in those piles. That's a good way of saying it, truly. And uh, Deborah and I have been there for sure, haven't we, Deborah? Oh my gosh! I was just laughing inside at the the idea of losing <laughs> things in those piles. I've lost things from like nineteen, you know, seventy three. <laughs> That's one of the things that I began to realize as I began to, um, you know, go through and put things either where they belonged or, you know, was able to let go of them. And I realized that it wasn't just about paper or books. It was about how something from 1973 was still stuck someplace there, you know, amongst that pile. And you're in your life, huh? In my, Yeah, exactly. It was stuck in my life, in my body, and the office was just, you know, displaying that externally. Well, and that's really good what you say because with you working on the healing of bodies and, and being so remarkably attuned to that. Um, Mary has the ability of being able to recognize your body and being being able to suggest you certain kinds of movements that will allow you to experience and get in touch with what's behind issues that are going on with your body to cause it to be that way. Is that a good description, Mary, of what I just said? Yeah, I think it's a good description. I work with people and teach them how kind of what you taught me about my office was, Mm -hmm. you know, the piles were kind of blocking me, I guess, in a way from expanding into a whole new area of freedom in my life and a whole new expansion of awareness and joy. And I do that with people's bodies. And so my body, um, when when we started working together was, um, and you were coaching me, I really felt like my body was pretty well in balance, but I still didn't feel things were quite right. And I couldn't figure it out because I knew my body was in balance, but I was like, something's still stuck. And then I had the opportunity to be introduced to you and you helped me expand into this whole new level by working with me and the space that I inhabit. Well, and that's the thing. It's like we're in our physical bodies, and a lot of us, a lot of you at Christmas time, you may feel aches and pains, you may feel joy, but you're rushed and you can end up being um, in anxiety or, or, you know, having to have such intensity around Christmas because you've got all these lists, or you've got people or unexpected guests, and you're rushing around and that kind of thing. And we don't realize how much... Um, we're aware to a great degree, but how much it can really be damaging to us. And and when we add that with the uh, collapse, you know, of the physical environment and we start to lose ourselves, you know, to more chaos and disorder and think that, you know, well, we're going to get on top of it, all of that is, uh, I'm going to call it, I didn't know I was going to say this, but I'm going to call it chaos theory. And uh, and all these things, they just add up, and we just don't realize how they affect us physically in our lives, in our bodies, in our businesses. And, and the underlying thing 
that is so vital that I see so many people. And Mary has been absolutely, you've been courageous to face the things you've faced as you cleaned off the desk. It isn't a matter of organizing. It was a matter of facing the emotions and uh, being able to resolve the issues that kept setting these patterns in place. Right, Mary? Exactly. And and how some of the emotions, um, you know, I was able to release them as I released the physical object or the reminder of that. Right. And as you release the physical object, it's so vital as you release it. Now, here's the thing for those who are listening. Um, Cleaning out, clearing out, organizing is not enough. Because what's going to happen is, as you do this, if you do it in an unconscious manner, then all the emotions that have never been faced, they come up. And they come up in different ways. And if you think you're going to skip the step and move into a new space, um, what it does is it becomes an unconscious system that will occur at some point in your life. It could be a relationship. Instead of facing the opportunity you have in the physical environment and being able to be supported and coached through that, because it's not easy, um, it can then show up as relationship. It could show up with issues around something you were going to buy. It could show up as uh, issues that just suddenly flood in relationship to your business. Because well, I we kinda... really cannot get out of what the emotional system is that we're meant to face. Exactly, and I, by the way, faced it the same t- the same way over and over again because I I knew on some level that I needed to have an organized workspace, and I would organize my workspace, and within three to five days, it would not be quite as bad as probably that picture, but it would it would. Dig- generate into that same state Mm -hmm. because as you're speaking I was not addressing some of these emotional things some of these emotional issues that needed to be addressed in order to um, you know get things into an environment that works for me well and what's so beautiful it it um when you're facing into the emotional baggage, um, it affects you even as a cellist. I mean, here you are a cellist, okay? So how did how did the cleaning out and the telling the truth and moving through the emotions of the generational patterns, the family systems of your grandmother, your mother, things like that, how how did that shift your experience even when you were playing Oh Holy Night? That was amazing because um, as I began to play, I hadn't, you know, doing all the rearranging and stuff, I hadn't been playing my cello as, you know, as much as I would like to. And then it's Christmas season, so people were like, can you and your husband come and play for us or with us? And so when I sat down and began to play, the sound was more open I guess the word radiant would definitely apply. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was with greater ease when I sat down to play. I didn't feel like I was carrying 
all those piles because I didn't even realize I was carrying all those piles with me from right. my office everywhere I went. The and layers, as, yes. Yes, the layers. And as I was able to, um, I like to think of it as extricating myself from those layers, And but you could hear it in my sound when I began to play the cello. It was like, wow, wow, I haven't even practiced and it sounds really good. Isn't it great? And listen, share what you were saying. I'm just interrupting for a second because it was so cute what you were sharing with me earlier, and that was about how your husband had gone off and you were... uh, Oh, yeah, we were... Yeah. He and I were practicing um, for performance we have on Sunday, and he had gone upstairs for a few minutes to get something, and I was... uh, I continued to practice downstairs, and when he came back down the stairs he, like, had the surprise look on his face, and he's like, oh, you're playing. And I said, well, yeah, I told you I was going to practice. And he said, but I thought you had put the CD of the of the other cellist on, you know, on the stereo so that you could hear it again. I didn't know that was you playing the music because it was just, you know, it sounded like a recording. Isn't that because gorgeous? <laughs> You know, it was just so spot on and so accurate, and it was so easy. It was just, it just flowed. I just felt it because I wasn't, I was free of those layers of, you know, the piles. That's it. And the thing is, is, and I I just might mention this, um, my sister has come to visit, and uh, we were talking about things about Christmas, and she was sharing some things that were kind of hard for her about Christmas. And I was trying to remember to talk to her about some things that had come up for me about Christmas, but I'd already forgotten it. And um, and what happened is, years ago, I was in a major disaster, and it happened on New Year's Eve. I mean, it happened on Christmas Eve, okay? And uh, and people were actually killed, and it was a um, a plane hit a mall, okay? And I was at the mall. But why I'm sharing it is because when those emotions would come up, um, and I thought, I mean, when you go through that kind of tragedy, you're actually, uh, the whole group uh, is offered counseling for a year in that kind of situation. And uh, I really thought I had really cleared things. But I realized in the last few years that I still had this kind of like, angst when Christmas came and it suddenly dawned on me that it was from that experience because you know when you clear something it isn't so likely you're going to remember it again it really does disappear and uh, and so when I realized that I was able to clear some emotions I didn't know that um, were still there and and I'm only mentioning this not because, I mean, it was a very sad thing. There's no question. But it's when we can do the work that we're meant to do and experience the emotions, then we have the opportunity in time that those things, as we do the personal growth work, actually do disappear. And I just noticed that I couldn't even share it with her about what it was that had bothered me when Christmas came along 
um, and it just dawned on me today before the show that, oh, yeah, what I'd forgotten was what I'd gone through, that incident. And and so what happens is at Christmas, sometimes people can be very burdened by things that have happened to you in the past that may have happened to you even as a child. And it wasn't a very pleasant experience. And when you're in the now, as Dalai Lama speaks, it is this brilliant, powerful now. But so oftentimes what we do is we drag the past into that now. And we don't even realize it. And so when we do do that, then Christmas could become something that isn't real bright and shiny. It could be something that is being um, intruded upon, really, by the yesterday. Okay? And, And what you're talking about, Mary, it's so beautiful to have you share that because you're in no yesterday. You're in the now of the experience of, everything that you've cleared and even the new furniture that's coming for you in your bedroom that you never thought you were going to have, all of that is just so wondrous because of the work that you did as you passed through, you know, the situations that were given by the past with your family. Right. And uh, and that emotional uh, clearing was... Because, again, my desk now, I mean, I have a few, some papers on it because I'm, you know, working. But, um, you know, the, I can walk in and it's just so organized. And and I'm, I don't have that returning to the piles again and returning to the old patterns because the emotions are clear. You know, mm-hmm. they were clear during that process of making the shift. Yes. And that was was so powerful because I have cleaned my office a hundred times in my life. But it's never, I've never held that. You know, I've never maintained it. It's always gone back. Right, because you hadn't been able to know how to do, how to really move through this level of personal growth work. Exactly. And uh, so, but I just, I, I wanted to just share that. It's like some people can be listening and having a, a fantastic Christmas and really, you know, all sorts of miracles, and and other people can have, you know, some things that are beautiful memories but still kind of sad because people aren't going to be with us at the Christmas time. and And it's like when you can truly be in the sparkling experience of the moment of Christmas and and when you go out uh, it's such a joy to me when I go out to the malls I mean this is me okay childlike let me tell you but when I go out to the malls and I'm I'm uh, being with the lights and I'm seeing all the animals you know that are dotted you know in the windows these beautiful stuffed animals and and the most artistic creations, it just takes my breath away. And that's the moment for me. I don't have to be crowded by anything else except in that moment of experiencing such joy and beauty and design and freshness and vibrancy. Like what talking about how your cello in that moment was that vibrancy that your husband hears. Right, right. It was 
that auditory vibrancy or radiance uh-huh. that, you know, because a, a musical instrument like that is really, um, you know, be, it, it it amplifies what you're feeling inside. Yes. And that's, that's what definite. was going on, was just that amplification, and he was just like, wow. That and is awesome. Like, Can you play like that all the time? And I said, I plan on it, yes. <laughs> that's great. Because once you've cleared the stuff, you it's cleared. That's right. That's right. Well, Deborah, oh, quiet one over there. What do you have to say? <laughs> well, <laughs> this has been an you interesting know, conversation. <laughs> it's very interesting. And a couple things occurred to me, and I was waiting t- till my turn. Um, yes. And I was thinking at one point when you were talking about the chaos that kind of hangs around from year to year and how that feels, I was wondering if illness can be one of the other, um, uh, what's the word, um, results if you don't clear some of this stuff from from the past. Most you certainly. Know, be- Most certainly. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. Because it affects what it does, Deborah. excuse me, I jump in passionately here. Um, That's okay. What it does is it affects the lymphatics, okay? So when you're having suppressed emotions, and what we don't realize, even in the suppressed emotions, which affects the lymphatics of our body, our suppressed emotions are affecting the results of our planet, and we just don't realize it. Well, I can speak to that if if you'd like to hear a quick story. Yeah. I was um I was married the first time I was married. I've been married to, I'm now on my third marriage. Happy me. <laughs> but I got it right yeah. finally. Um but the my first marriage was about to end in 1982. No, excuse me, 1972. No, it doesn't matter. 1982. And um I was holding on for dear life. I did not want to give up that marriage. I did not want to be a loser, whatever my story was. And Christmas was the time of year that we were starting the process. And I kept saying, we need to get through the holidays first. And we did wait. And then I ended up right behind that with spinal meningitis. I was the only person in Baltimore that year to have spinal meningitis. And I was on intravenous penicillin for 15 days. I almost died. And I have a sense that exactly what we're talking about, not being able to clear those emotions, holding that, that, that chaos. And, you know, I mentioned 1973 a minute ago, but I I really should have said 1972 because that's the, um, that's the year that I got married to that person. And I have more stuff in my home from 1972 than you would imagine that could be possible. Measuring well, and cups so and vital. things that I haven't gotten rid of. That's so you know? vital because when I've coached people, uh, give you one sample, Christmas time. I went in and I, I, I flew in and I did a coaching with someone. And, and uh, all of a sudden, she had this sweater and she told me all about it and she loved the sweater. And I was just listening to her intently and just being with her and she was in so much joy. And it was Christmas. I said, that's fabulous. I said, how great. And I was just getting the story of it. And I said, well, my goodness, he must just mean so much to you, the guy who gave it to her. And she said, well, yes. And I said, well, 
how long have you been with him? And she says, well, we broke up five years ago. <laughs> and But her whole living was in that moment of the experience. So when she let go of the sweater, I stood by her, and she just came apart. I don't mean in a, a bad way. I mean she began to get in touch with all the areas that everything had been locked from the time that she could not let go of the things that were directly connected to that relationship. And she wept and she wept and and found where it uh, entered in, you know, in relationship to her business, in relationship to the value of herself, in relationship to her home. And what was so amazing was it wasn't more than uh, like a couple of weeks later that she called me and she said, First, she says, you're not going to believe it. And I said, uh-huh. And she said, oh, I know you will. And I said, yes, what's going on? And she said, I met him. I said, met who? And she says, I met I met the man that I meant to be with. And she knew it was out of everything she went through of letting go of the sweater and everything it was connected to. Because everything was a mapping. It was woven around what she couldn't experience about the loss of that relationship and and held it as an energy robber. And the thing is, when we can experience what's called an energy robber in the fullness of what it's really meant to be seen for, as she told the truth, then she was able to have the greatness of everything that she could possibly imagine. But she had to go through the emotions first. And and wow. that's what I'm here for, with people about is those emotions. Right. Well, Mary, good for you for uh, working on that clearing and you know getting the the joy and benefit of being able to walk into your space and and know that you can do some work and not have to clear your desk and you know step over things. I I'm still working on that myself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've got. I've got a dining table that is right behind my desk in in the new house where we live, and we we actually went from uh, 2,400 square feet down to 1,100 square feet when we downsized. And oh wow! I didn't I didn't downsize my stuff. I just downsized the space. So we ended up with a second storage locker that we're paying for, which my husband is just like having a fit. You know, it's like we can't pay for two of these, I, and I keep promising I'm going to get you know get the stuff out, but I've got to get rid of the stuff from 1972. Isn't that funny? It's not funny. (laughs) But when you start to clear the emotions, it becomes so easy. You just look at something and you know, you know what? This doesn't belong in this space anymore. And And you don't have to defend it. Right. It just doesn't belong here. That doesn't mean somebody else can't love it or can't benefit by it. It just doesn't belong in your space anymore. And you're free to let it go. And it just, I mean, it's, so it's really great when you get to that point where you're like, this doesn't belong with me anymore, and I'm free to let it go, and somebody else can benefit by it. Well, and the thing is, a lot of times, um, another issue of hanging on has to do with the money you spent, okay? But what we don't yeah. realize is when we hang on to the money we spent, and by the way, this is in the masculine, okay? This is what's called control. The feminine is a receiving state. It's for men and women both. Women, most women that I've 
I've met so many women, and they just don't realize that they're they're in the masculine. They're not in the feminine. And when you're in the feminine, um, it's it's coming from a delicious relationship with beauty, with order, with space, and and with not having to be in survival. So the thing that happens is is when you're hanging on, a lot of times if things cost. It's a survival issue, actually, that makes you hang on to it. And it seems like, oh, it's worth so much, but it's control and survival. And what we don't realize is, and I've seen this with client after client, as as soon as they can experience what these control and survival issues are, suddenly the gateways open up. They are flooded with an increase beyond anything they've ever known. Financially, relationship-wise, it's just this magnificent increase. And um, But as long as it was held in the past, so this is what Dalai Lama is saying, the yesterday, there's only two days in that way, the yesterday and uh, tomorrow. And then what there really is is the the now. And I'm I'm speaking this show as the show of Christmas now, we have the opportunity of being able to be present with all, all this baggage and uh, that follows us. And you can have that in that moment when you're... Uh, how much fun is it, both of you? Just think about this. Did you used to have fun when you go to the neighborhoods where all the neighborhoods were lit up and they were the most gorgeous artistic displays you could imagine? Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. transports you instantly into such an experience, doesn't it? It does. The color, yeah. the vibrancy, the singing, you know, and uh, the way the the lights and the colors and the and the artistry of what people do with their homes, and lo- and it's still being done, but not as much back then. I don't think because of the you know, conserving of electricity and stuff. But um, it's it's being able to recognize our Christmas from that kind of place. And if something doesn't turn out and you thought you were really going to buy that certain gift for someone and, and then it just turned out or you find out that the person didn't even, you know, doesn't even like that kind of music and you go, oh, great, I'm back to ground zero. Instead, without a judgment, you can know that what you thought was going to be, you know, an issue, the moment that you can let go and recognize that, oh, there's something else. There's something more wonderful. She recognized beautiful it was to finally let go of the sweater. And that was a very hard journey for her. Just like it was, it is for you, Mary, in regards to certain things you've had to let go of with your um, bedroom set and things like that. It's a, it's yeah, a there have been, yeah, there have been some moments that I have felt incredibly stretched. And and the thing is, you get you get caught up in the emotions of what held that in place, don't you? Yeah, you get caught up in those emotions, but when you can finally get to that point where you step over that line and you re- do the release as opposed to the holding on, it's 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 a relief. 
It is, isn't it? And then and it's joy. That's the thing. And man is that he might have joy. And so I promise you, Deborah, in this call, I mean, it's no coincidence you're always, you know, this co-partner here on this show because I know it's brought you a long way. (laughs) (laughs) You have moved light years in in the most beautiful ways. And But what you want, and when you're talking about, just for the sake of people listening, because there are people who have uh, two and three storage units, okay? You measure out, in the first place, you tell the truth about what your environment of 1,100 square feet holds, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not about hanging on to things that you're someday going to because it actually robs you of the increase in expansion you're meant to have. If you ended up letting go of one entire storage locker and just let it go and trust it, all right, then you would find that your life, and I'm meaning this for everybody, you'll find that if it doesn't have a per, if it doesn't have a place, this is what I call it, everything has a home. And if it doesn't have a home in your space, then it has a home where it's meant to go. What that is, as you tell that truth, is whatever that level of expansion that you're truly meant to have that you could suddenly, within a year, move from an 1,100, beautiful, magnificent, you own every degree of the corner of that space, into a 3,000-square-foot dwelling that you never thought you would have, and you end up with a bank account that matches it, beyond anything you could imagine. That occurs out of letting go of the old systems. Because I've seen it. Yeah, this is what I've seen over and over again. I've seen it with billionaires. I've seen the same thing. I've seen people just get locked into the way that they think it is, and they aren't really living from this exotic, exquisite, organic flow that occurs in a physical reality. And it will take you into dimensions and worlds that are beyond anything you can possibly imagine. Just like you stepping into those neighborhoods that you didn't know you were going to suddenly walk into and see those brilliant artistic displays and designs that you didn't know were around the next corner. And you just stand there. Ah! (laughs) It's just that kind of... And it takes courage. I have watched Mary move through so much courage and tears, and breaking through, and hating. Right, Mary? Uh, Yeah, there was some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nature of human being. You know, when we pass through all these different layers, and I might say that This is kind of like a normal thing. If a person has a major project, okay, and you've worked on it for years and years and years and you're just so excited and, you know, and you just know exactly where you're going, you get to that point that when the project is really ready, is absolutely there to be able to be exploded in all directions, okay, of its own life force, of its own magnificence. That is the time that a person who has brought 
serve that project up until that point that we will actually resist it and sometimes want to destroy it. Have you ever seen that happen, Deborah? I have. It's uh, called self-sabotage. Well, it isn't just, it's, it's actually all the emotions that come up before we have everything that we're meant to have. So those emotions have to be felt through. Those are the ones where, you know, we felt that we weren't enough or we felt that we didn't do it good enough or we felt that we needed to. And all those things come up. And those are the things that we're meant to pass through to be able to have the full acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And it's it's worth it. I want to say that because there are these things that she's talking about where you're frustrated and you're feeling all these emotions and, you know, you just, you're like, is it going to be worth it? And I want to say that it's 1,000% worth it. And so it's, you know, for me, one of my mantras has been trust the process. Because if I can trust the process to get through when all of that is coming up and, you know, you're facing it to the point where you're ready to release it, um, it it's really worth it. Right. And when you were talking, Deborah, about what you'd gotten so sick with, you know, during the time of that divorcing time, um, the process you were going through and you got meningitis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, even when you get over something like that, we don't realize that those things get locked. Even though it seems like you come through it, but other things will happen later in your life that bring up a lot of emotion that actually help you to unlock the unseen that was connected to those emotions and trapped toxins time that you had the meningitis. So it doesn't clear instantly. It's things that clear later. Does that make sense? Uh, Yes, and as you're saying it, I'm thinking um, I could probably totally imagine that that's exactly right yes and that clearing may truly deborah take place in clearing your second storage locker well i got to get rid of the first one first because it's bigger okay (laughs) all right the first storage. if i can get rid of the first one first yeah thank you let me let me have energy and a home (laughs) and and i encourage all of you whenever you're clear whenever there's clearing going on to not judge it, getting rid of is a judgment, okay? And we all say that, okay? But to know that you're just going through and you're telling the truth and you're finally going to go through the emotions of this and and have the freedom, a freedom that uh, Mary came to know in the most amazing uh, ways. Didn't you, Mary? Absolutely. I'm still getting to know them in the most amazing ways. It 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 It's... Not that it just stops, it's that you keep deepening that awareness of seeing the amazing ways. Mhm. And how has this affected 
Have you seen changes for you in your relationship with your husband? Uh, yes. My husband and I have, our our ability to communicate has improved. Our ability to work together has improved. And just to be able to express and share our feelings has also improved. And how about you moving into the feminine more? Yeah, it's well, you're asking if um, it's helped me move into the feminine? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. That I feel, you know, I feel like, and it just comes so natural. It's not like once you release the things that you no longer need, all of a sudden it just starts to come naturally that my the way I dress is changing. The way I do my hair and makeup has changed, and I I feel more feminine, and I feel more, um, actually feel stronger in that. In that, and isn't that beautiful role. to know that there's a strength in feminine? Yes, it is. It it's wonderful to to feel that. And Mary, did you as you moved into your feminine, what did you see began to happen in your relationship with your husband? I uh, he has moved more into the masculine and being who he is truly supposed to be and has and the have, power and the strength to be. Beautiful. And haven't you noticed the thing that um as we've shared uh the way that he recognizes you is so different just like even with the cellist the music yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah, because, you know, so often women have, you know, I've talked to women in women's groups about this, is that you kind of have to coach your husband, like, you know, okay, honey, you're supposed to compliment me. This is a new dress type of a thing. And if he's becoming more aware of, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you you have a different hairstyle. You got a new haircut, and I really like it. And it's something that, you know, he, I'm not sure he would have liked, but when I started expanding into that feminine and that feminine power and making my choices based on what I know to be accurate and true as a woman, like I'm going to look better with this other hairstyle, and I shifted into that and, you know, made it happen, then he actually was like, oh, my gosh, I prefer it, you know? And so it was like this, we you were, were trusting able, you. You were trusting yes. you. That's I trusted beautiful. me, but guess what? He began to trust me more as I began to trust me more. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That is, that is wonderful. Well, I know we're kind of, we, we are going to be rounding up the show here in a moment, but I wanted to be sure and the audience to know that uh, gloryofhome.com is our radio shows, so you can share that with all your friends. Put it in the email. This is a free show, and I promise you, it is here to benefit, you know, all your friends and and to be able to recognize there's a different world. There's a world available to us that's truly of pure joy and being able to not carry the baggage around with us all the time and to live inside these beautiful experiences of beauty and physical reality of it. So um, 
there's that. And the thing is, is that, um, Mary, what is your website in regards to what you do with the healing? Would you mind sharing that, please? It's Innovative Therapy P. So InnovativeTherapyPC.com. She just does a beautiful um, coaching and supportive people, and she's planning to do some group things very soon. And also to let you know, we'll be having webinars after the first of the year again. And that's where you as a group, can come in and we'll be advertising it more to you after the first of the year. But you'll be able to come in in a group situation like we are in a very unusual webinar, a webinar that every slide puts you to an experience of what's really going on in your life and what's going on in the world. So this is not just a couple of slides in a webinar. It's it's a, a, a virtual experience, I'll tell you. So we'll look forward to being able to share that with you. We wish you the most beautiful Christmas and and gracious, uh, love-filled New Year. Thank you, Mary, for being on this. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, and blessings to everyone at this time of year, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mary. Bye. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 